I'm back. First off, thank you so much again to Ryan and Juju of Good Juju Inc. and 18 Million Thanks. You guys were so amazing and enthusiastic. And that's really wonderful when you're a big old bundle of nerves like I was recording that first episode. Thank you too to the larger stationary community for welcoming my latest endeavor so wholeheartedly. A kind word goes so far and I really, really appreciate all of yours. Today, I have a really special guest for you. Robert Marisich is none other than the chairman and CEO of International Market Centers called IMC for short. Robert goes by Bob, and Bob is widely recognized as one of the home furnishing industry's most innovative leaders. But that really doesn't tell the story of IMC's incredible rise and the role that Bob played in it. So Bob is the former president and CEO of World Market Center Las Vegas, and in 2011, he founded IMC with sponsors Bain Capital and Oak Tree Capital Management by raising over $1 billion to fund the purchase of the International Home Furnishing Center, Showplace Properties, and the Market Square Properties in High Point, North Carolina. High Point is the heart of the home furnishings industry. These were merged with World Market Center Las Vegas to form the world's largest operator of premier showroom space for the furnishing, home decor, and gift industries. Then, in 2018, he directed the merger between IMC and America's Mart in Atlanta, creating an amazing IMC presence on both coasts that now encompasses more than 20 million square feet of world-class B2B exhibition space. For the purpose of this podcast, most of my listeners visit IMC's campuses in either America's Mart and Las Vegas. These are both vital to the stationery and gift industries. So obviously, Bob has some experience with problem solving and complicated situations, which is great because he really had his work cut out for him when the coronavirus hit. So when the world seemed to stop, IMC acted. They surveyed 180,000 retailers, an astronomical number by any regard, to figure out how their clients were doing, when they estimated they would need to reorder merchandise, and what their concerns were in returning to market. Then, with the guidance from health and elected officials, as well as a top epidemiologist, IMC opened the America's Mark campus June 8th and is opening the World Market Center Las Vegas on June 15th. Everything is governed by IMC's Together Safely Master Plan, which details procedures for everything you can possibly think of in terms of a trade show. Registration, sanitization, temperature monitoring, temperature monitoring, traffic and occupancy control, seminars, masks. I have linked the 30-page document in the liner notes where you can see how the four-phase reopening is to be rolled out. Do understand that this is a living document, which means it may change depending on how everything plays out. Understandably, it's also pretty complicated. And while IMC has been incredibly transparent throughout the process and dotted every I and crossed every T, it is a lot of information. So I was really lucky to get Bob's perspective on the ongoing challenges IMC is facing and what a visit to America's Mart or World Market Center is going to look like. So I'll be right back with Bob after this so you can hear it for yourself. 
Hey, paper peeps. So by now, many of my listeners are familiar with the force of stationary nature, better known as Girl with Knife. But if you aren't, time to change all that. From the first moment I spied her booth at her New York Now trade show debut in 2019, I was smitten with this cutting edge range that the world was calling out for. We all just didn't know it yet. Everything is nimbly collaged to life, slice by careful slice by the talented and exquisite Alicia Castaldi. This stylish collection of cards, journals, and notepads that have sprung to life under this fashionista's exacting knife is sharp, snarky, sleek, and occasionally very sweet, just like that BFF who would love to hear from you right now. For that reason, whenever I get my hands on Girl With Knife merchandise, I hoard it and use it most sparingly. Alicia recently launched Gift Wrap, and if you're already a fan of her range, you're familiar with her patterns and quality, but these super thick sheets elevate any gift from off the rack to atelier. Her recent releases of Midnight Botanical, Rare Creatures, and Chase dreams bring the total styles that slay up to 10. And if you're like me and that you fall in love with a range and want to reside in that world, you're in luck. Alicia recently unveiled Knife House, which was one of the few good things I can think of that came out of 2020. That was when Alicia shifted her operation from L.A. to this newly renovated concept home in Palm Springs. This completely private, walled, and gated estate features panoramic mountain views and countless looks surprises. Take a tour through its magnificent blush pink doors at www.knifehousepalmsprings.com or find it on Instagram at knifehousepalmsprings. Good luck getting your jaw off the floor as you take in this perfect California adult playground. These glamorous digs are available for photo shoots, film projects, special events, and short-term rentals. But just as importantly, all that exquisite Palm Springs flora and fauna have inspired Alicia's soon-to-be-released journal and notepads. She tells me that they're also expanding into home decor, which I, for one, absolutely can't wait to see. So now that you've glimpsed this wonderful world, you need this cutting edge lifestyle brand in your life. Find Girl With Knife in hundreds of shops across the U.S. and half over half a dozen countries. Alicia and Girl With Knife have also been featured in New York Magazine, LA Business Journal, BuzzFeed, and of course, Stationary Trends. I've run her work there countless times. Alicia was one of our 10 designers to watch in 2020 and proceeded to live up to that designation when last May, two out of her three nominated cards took CHOP honors at the Noted and Noted Virtual Greeting Card Competition. Then, for our winter 2021 issue of Stationary Trends, Alicia designed the 10 designers to watch frontispiece for us. It is something else if you haven't seen it yet. Also, as of 2021, Alicia is represented by none other than the Daniel Richard showrooms in Atlanta and Dallas. Dan's eye is renowned in this biz, so his representing Girl with Knife is unsurprising, but it also means that this brand needs to be on your design radar stat. Check out this beguiling range at the recently refreshed girlwithknife.com. Right now, the theme is Season of Fierce, and I think we can all use one of those about now. I guarantee your stationery will slay.
Hi, Sarah. How are you? Oh, good. Great. How are you, Bob? Excellent. Excellent. Glad we could get together this way. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much uh, for being here and welcome to the paper fold. Um, I know you must be unbelievably busy, so I so appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today. Um, as, as you had briefly said to me a few minutes ago, the coronavirus has pretty much upended everything. Uh, but I have a really, really hard time imagining all the challenges an organization like IMC is facing, not only to sustain itself, but also take care of all the industries you serve. So my first question is, as you see it, what kind of challenges is IMC facing with getting the Atlanta and Las Vegas shows open for business again? Um, a great question. And, uh, you know, I find myself, Sarah, using two words just consistently, and that is fluid and unknowable. And <laughs> it, it, it seems like uh, if we would uh, if we would be talking, you know, last week, you know, things would have been different and likely with this, you know, fluid situation and, and so many things related to the pandemic that are unknowable that sure. that that what we talk about uh, will uh, you know will will migrate to something else but i think there, there there's going to be um, some really significant changes um, if you, you especially if you context that with what was normal and and right. and, and by the way i i, I think I've, I've used you know this term a lot everybody expects a new normal at some point in the future and you know, we're going to guess whether that's a year from now or six months from now or after a vaccine. But in between, we're dealing with a new abnormal. And so right. it's that new abnormal for, you know, for our markets or trade shows. And so, you know, the, the, the first thing for anything near term is, is going to be the need to pre-register. Because, mm -hmm. you know, we, we want to be able to have staggered arrivals sure. and also departures. Mm -hmm. the, the, um, we're positioning the markets and, and, you know, more like the operation of a mall where mm -hmm. people mm -hmm. will come in um, and will disperse them, you know, throughout the buildings. And in mm -hmm. Atlanta with 7 million square feet, that's a pretty big dispersal. Sure. And, and, but we don't want everybody arriving all at the same time, nor do we want them leaving at the same time. And so that, you know, that crowd management is something that's really critical. More entrances and if there's any queuing at all, it'll mm -hmm. be, you know, with physical distancing. And, sure. and we are going to queue because we are going to temperature check our temperature screen everyone coming in. And so, um, you know, if the temperature is more than 100 degrees 0. 0.4, um, we're not going to allow you in. And, and people have asked, you know, well, that doesn't mean you're COVID-19 positive, but it does mean you're sick. And, and, mm -hmm. and so... Um, even for your own protection, you know, that, that's something we're going to do. Um, we're going to mm -hmm. require face coverings in all the common areas. Um, okay. And we're going to recommend it in the showrooms. Now, sure. each showroom, it's their responsibility, um, you know, to enforce their guidelines. We, sure. we, we are going to have and publish protocols and guidelines probably out on, on Monday with you know our task force and with experts and we even hired a, a globally acknowledged uh, a PD, uh, epidemiologist dr carlos del rio and so everything we're doing has really been under his advice and also 
with the medical community associated with Blackstone. But we will have social distancing mm-hmm. um, or physical distancing, as, as I guess more people are, are using that term mm-hmm. for, like uh, queuing to get on the on elevators. Sure. There'll probably be a lot more use of escalators mm-hmm. and, you know, social or physical distancing on, on them. And there'll be capacity limits. Um, so, you know, you just can't, uh, you know, load up a bunch of people into, you know, an elevator. And then, um, you know, we'll put restrictions on the number of people per square foot that, that could be in a showroom. So there may be five people per thousand square feet. And uh, again, that will be up to the, to the showrooms to monitor. And, uh, you know, it's for the protection of, uh, of everyone. Right. And, uh, and so, there, there, there will be an inconvenience, certainly probably longer waits for elevators and, mm-hmm. uh, um, and, and the like, but, uh, also something that, that, uh, you know, what will really be, you know, different from past, uh, shows, at least during an inner abnormal period here, there'll be <laughs> no seminars, no, no social gatherings. Um, you know, food preparation will be all done under the safest conditions and prepackaged. You know the days of buffets are they're gone. That's that's <laughs> right. the, you know their history, and and so um, quite a few changes. And again, all with a construct that we need to make ensure that people are safe and and feel uh, safe. And so um, that's that's I think that's right. what somebody could expect. You know, throughout this summer and, and fall. Right. Okay. I mean, that makes sense. And I like that you call it the new abnormal. I actually think the new normal is kind of a contradiction in terms. I mean, if it's new, it's not normal. So, yeah. <laughs> but it is abnormal. <laughs> so um, another thing I'm really curious about is uh, do the, you know, obviously you have Georgia and Nevada, you know, th- different states ha- seem to have a whole bunch of different restrictions how is that affecting um, how you guys are ad- approaching each, uh, well, specifically Las Vegas and Atlanta? Okay. And, and can I go back on you? I forgot something sure. very important as I was thinking through oh, sure. all these Absolutely. changes. Um, we'll have, we, 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 we will have hand sanitization for each individual. And, and we also will have hand sanit- sanitizing, freestanding uh, devices before every escalator and elevator and in hallways, um, nothing is more effective than washing your hands. Um, you know, there's some controversy around gloves, but um, just to put it into context, we have on hand over $400,000 worth of hand sanitizers, cleansers, masks, uh, PPE equipment. So okay. it's, a, wow. it's a big deal. So um, Nevada and, 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 and Georgia are two very, very different states. Um, right, right. I mean, I can only imagine that, you know, the logistics of, you know, trying to put, I, I, I can just imagine it must complicate things. For well, you. It, 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 it does, it, it, but not to the degree that, that, that you might think, uh, because mm-hmm. we're trying to do everything we can to be the safest and the most secure and yet comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, it really comes down to timing. And so mm-hmm. um, there is a complexity in Georgia as you know, Georgia has been one of the first states to open up and a lot and along mm-hmm. with Florida, the first to, you know, reopen restaurants with restrictions and and health clubs. And and so 
Um, you know, it, it, the, the, the jury is out on how wise that might be, but the data coming for both Georgia and Florida, you know, doesn't seem that, that there's, you know, any downside to that. But there, there's, mm-hmm. there's more. So Georgia's opened up sooner. Um, Nevada, mm-hmm. Governor Sisolak, has been much, much more conservative. And the state is, mm-hmm. is actually still closed except for very mm-hmm. essential things. And it looks like June 4th is the date that it will open up there. Uh, when it mm-hmm. opens up, it pretty much has the same kind of guidelines and protocols as, as mm-hmm. Georgia. The thing that's okay. frustrating for, for us, um, Sarah, is these are guidelines and they're protocols, but they're not um, you know, laws or regulations. So, you know, you legally can't say to somebody, you know, you got to wear your mask. Now we can deny access to our building if you don't have a mask on, but if you come Mm -hmm. in, um, you know, we can't call the police and say, you know, come arrest this guy. (laughs) It's just, and so it, it would be great if there were, if there were actually regulations and said, yeah, no, I mean, it would be super oh, yeah and and you know the consequence you know in georgia you know it, it's still it's still a, a new abnormal but in but in nevada it is in the new york times on on i think it was tuesday had an article you know las vegas has been the most dramatically affected city in the united states is 38 percent unemployment and wow. so you know, the world in, in Las Vegas, you know, evolves around, you know, gaming and conventions mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and you know, trying how to, f- to figure out how to open up that is, is like really mm-hmm. challenging. And so, you know, hopefully by the time we get to, you know, August, there'll be a lot clearer mm-hmm. view as to anything more specific we can be doing or should be doing. Right. Right. I mean, I, the best practices are going to continue evolving. I, I can only assume. Yeah. Um, so um, you did touch on like the changes that trade show attendees can expect when they when they return um, to the shows. Um, but what I'm curious, too, is about like certain sort of traditional trade show practices um, and how they might be um, amended, such as. Uh, the exchanging of cards. Uh, do you think that's going to end, end and uh, maybe people should just put their info on their phone so people can snap it or it's just going to be badge scanning? Well, we're not planning on having badges. We, we you okay. know, we, we will. And, and if there's one message that could get through to your listeners, it's pre-register. <laughs> and, and, okay. and, and I think you're onto something with the, um, the use of the phone to exchange information. Or your, or your iPad. Um, I, I think when, you know, we are still sorting through, um, but where our head is right now as it relates to pure trade shows is that mm-hmm. they have to be physically distanced as well. So the thought mm-hmm. of having, you know, 12-foot aisles is probably a good one so that, you know, if you're standing in the middle, you're six feet away from either side and, you know, within the booth, maybe there's one one person at a time, as long as they're six feet apart. And then the booth construction, um, you know, likely there'll be hard sidewalls and hard back walls so that they can be more easily cleaned. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. As you probably know, 
uh, pipe and drape or anything with cloth is is much more difficult to clean. And and sure. so like in the apparel showrooms, that's much more challenging if people are in there handling, you know, garments. They, they can't be clean sure. between, you know, uses. So they may, uh, you know, require gloves or hand out gloves. And which, by the way, we'll, we have a stock of them for for people that you know that might want to use them yeah. but uh or the vendors can seal all the clothes in plastic yeah. and, <laughs> and then just keep little t- little everybody gets individual fabric samples yeah, yeah. It yeah. it's like my grandma yeah, well, and as you know everybody is trying to figure this out i think we can we'll figure out the registration we'll figure out how to meter people in so that there's not masses you know not having cocktail parties seminars fashion shows those sort of things but then within you know each of the individual areas um you know people are going to have to um you know both both buyers and then the and the and the sellers are going to figure out have to figure out you know how they interact with each other in a safe way Sure. I mean, it's going to be interesting. I mean, trade when it, when I think of trade shows, you know, you walk down rows and there will be a big crowd of people around one booth. I guess those days are going to be over for a little while, um, as 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 traffic will just have to be broken up. And I think, um, Sarah, it, it's pretty much like you, you think about like restaurants starting to reopen and uh, you know limited capacity of fifty people or physical distancing. Mm-hmm. You basically have half of the, you know, uh, of the available usage. And so as we look at, you know, a trade show floor, it's highly likely that Mm -hmm. there'll be half as many booths. And so, um, you know, uh, all of this stuff adds up to, from our perspective, we're going to spend a lot more money on a lot fewer people, but, but clearly we're there, there is a majority of our tenants and certainly a majority mm-hmm. of buyers that want to have markets and they want to have shows. Right. And some are not comfortable traveling. We just did a, you know, a massive sur- a survey of 180,000 retailers. And there are some that are, you know, only 60% are say they're going to be comfortable uh, traveling, you know, by the end of the year. And today it's like 22%. Yeah. So, you know, so there's <laughs> going to be a diminished attendance and, 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 Right. You know, everything that we're seeing is it's, it's largely going to be drive-in, um, that there's a comfort level and, and people will drive longer than maybe they would have in the past. But again, if somebody, you know, whoever's participating in the show is very serious. They're mm-hmm. not there, you know, for a, a vacation. They're not there. For, they're there right. to buy. And, and there's every day there's more and more evidence that there is a need to buy. There's a need to replenish inventory. And that that's encouraging. Absolutely. I mean, what I had been hearing was that a lot of orders got canceled from the winter show. So, you know, at some point we need to replenish their stocks. Well, and um, we're seeing from shopping data that there is indeed pent up demand. So that when when mm-hmm. I, I happened to see with, uh, you know, TJX companies and home goods, when they open a, a store, you know, it immediately the, the first week is just gangbusters. Um, because again, consumers also have a demand as well. And, and, uh, you know, so if you canceled as a retailer, you've canceled all the orders, you've got no pipeline, you open up and you sell some things, you're going to need inventory in relatively short order. Right. 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 I mean, plus there's just no, um, 
there's just no alternative to seeing stuff in person when you're buying, um, seeing the vendors in person that, you know, the face to face, especially now when we all feel so isolated, you know, it's really meaningful to see these, these connections. And and also back to our survey, um, 56% of the people in, 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 in the gift category, um, said that market, the mm-hmm. physical market is more important, more critical now, which is, you know, very mm-hmm. interesting. And, and, uh, um, and a lot of people have been, you know, been pretty adept at, at, at working with Zoom and, and digitally and, you know, trying to fulfill orders online. But, but clearly that's not a substitute for a physical marketplace. Sure, absolutely. Um, and then, um, and finally, in the meantime, um, I just wanted you to touch on, um, if you could, uh, what resources IMC is offering, uh, your community to just keep them in the loop, keep them informed, um, in the meantime. So, uh, the, 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 as far as information is concerned, you know, our website and, and also it loops into a portion of our website, um, togethersafely.com will, will have the most current <laughs> information about our protocols and, and, and guidelines. Um, and, and, uh, you know, there, there's some simple things there that look, if you're going to wear a mask all day and you have a mask from home, that's the most comfortable that you found, you should bring it. We'll have masks. We'll have masks for you, but there, you know, there, but, but the information, you know, will, will amalgamate on, on, on our website. The second thing is, you know, we've got two very, very significant digital, offerings out there. One is catalog uh, connection where you can, you know, load up mm-hmm. a catalog and, you know, we've probably got the lo- uh, not probably, we do have the largest database of mm-hmm. retailers out there. And, um, you know, they have, uh, they have access. I think there's about 300,000 unique visitors to our websites that have access to those catalogs. The second thing is we, you know, with, uh, with our digital acquisitions in January, we have stood up as part of ShopZio, a, a digital marketplace. Mm-hmm. And it's not, not the end product mm-hmm. that we're designing for. And, we, you know, we're going to have a year from well, now. But it, is, it, 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 it works wonderfully. Um, it puts buyers and sellers together. And we've abated mm-hmm. all charges related to getting on the platform. And, yeah, right. and there's oh, been dramatic neat. adoption. And, uh, you know, so I, I would encourage anybody listening um, to get on on the site and, and register for it. And if, if uh, you know, they're, a, they're a, you know, a tenant, they certainly can reach out to one of their leasing agents um, or just, uh, you know, if they're a buyer, reach, reach out to ShopSeo directly. And, um, you know, certainly a buyer, it's really easy to plug in um, as, a, as, a, as a vendor. You know, we, we would, uh, you know, upload your product line real quickly and it's fairly seamless and you're in business. And again, we've said, you know, between now and the end of the year that there's there's no charge for being on this digital platform, no commissions, nothing. That is so incredibly generous. And I mean, when did the platform come out? I mean, you, it came out at a really opportune yeah, time. Yeah, well, you know, we were, we've been working uh, rapidly in standing up uh, IMC Digital Initiatives, we bought two, bought two companies uh, in the third week of January. In fact, I just I happen to know this. Today's day number one thirty seven. Um, 
but we, 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 we've hired, in addition to the 40-some technologists that came with the acquisition, we've hired another 40 in the last two months. And so they've all been mm-hmm. working on this ultimate platform and series of offerings like Smart Showroom. Um, there's a Repsio portion for, for reps to manage their business that can migrate into Shopsio. But uh, um, when, when markets started getting canceled and the, and, and the stay-at-home uh, orders went into place, we just put all our resources for the, for the last month against getting Shopsio up and easily scale, scalable so that we could, we could offer it. So I would say, you know, it could be three weeks ago or four weeks ago where we started, you know, touting that if you, if you want to get involved with a digital marketplace and doing business digitally, here's a way to do it. And, uh, you know, um, it, it can't get more cost effective than free. Right, right. You know, it's incredible, and it's an incredible resource, and um, it's a wonderful thing to put out there and keep people, businesses going in the meantime. Well, yeah, again, I think that, you know, people have learned also, you know, the importance of digital, and our theory when we, when, when we you know, bought uh, Pharos and, and, and Shopsio was that it's going to be a physical plus digital world, and that markets have their place. Mm-hmm. And they're essential to the businesses, but there's, you know, there's fulfillment, there's, there's making efficiency at a market or trade show uh, better because beforehand you can Mm -hmm. get a better view of what's there, who to shop, if you're interested in a new category and you can even transact on it and and it'll be helpful for reps on the road. Um, And, and uh, it's, it's only going to grow in its value. Um, And, 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 uh, you know, at the end of the day, our job is putting buyers and sellers together is to do it, you know, in the way that's the most effective and efficient and frictionless, you know, for that commerce to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not, we're, you know, we're not Amazon. We don't, <laughs> we, we're not, we're not looking at consumers. We're not looking, you know, we're not looking to disintermediate reps with the process. We're looking to make, you know, commerce e- easier and less expensive. Awesome. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, Bob, I cannot thank you enough for uh, being here today and talking to me. I hopefully maybe I'll get a chance to meet you. At I uh, well, you'll recognize me. Be, uh, I'll have an IMC mask on <laughs> and, I, and I haven't had a haircut <laughs> for a long time. So <laughs> but please stop. Please stop by or text me and let me know. It'd be great to see you, Sarah. And uh, thanks for you know being thoughtful and reaching out. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. Um, you as well. Stay well. Bye for now. Hey, paper peeps. So Kitty Meow Boutique has been a fabulous client of mine for a while now. So hopefully many of my listeners are familiar with not just the dazzling wares from this Chicagoland house of paper, but also its amazing founder, a force of nature better known as Catherine Hildner. This mom of two with another scheduled to arrive soon has created a most intoxicating stationary range. I define the Kitty Meow aesthetic as polished, and very smart. Think of the sharpest outfit you own that you feel like a million bucks in, but 
in stationary form. Everything from typography to envelope choice comes together to pack a most enticing punch. But this range is not just about the surface. It's about honoring those connections with those we care about most. And you'll see once you visit kittymeowboutique.com that the wares are divided into witty and sweet because, as Catherine puts it, sometimes you feel a little saucy and sometimes you don't. But Kitty Meow Boutique is so much more than just another pretty face in the marketplace. The empowering messaging found on her cards, invitations, journals, coasters, art prints, and enamel pins elevates the range into something that makes you feel not just seen, but good about yourself too. Everything is essentially a little lift visually and emotionally for not just those you love, but you as well. Not only is Kitty Meow available for your personal shopping needs, it's also available wholesale to all those shops looking for something new with which to excite their customers. She's on FAIR. Visit kittymeowboutique.fair.com and get your shop started. Finally, I think what I love about Catherine most is that she is really all about living your best life, as you'll see for yourself beneath the education tab on her site. She offers KMB Signature Collective, a mastermind for women in the product-based business world who have a love for paper and giftable items, who have an idea and a plan, but need guidance and support to be successful in their efforts. I so agree with Catherine. It's so important to be surrounded by like-minded women and leaders who are willing to put in the work to lift each other up. For that reason, it's not a course. It's a friggin' transformation, people. And Catherine has also started my second favorite podcast, Dreams to Plants, with another brilliant force of nature, my girlfriend Renee, to elevate your daydreams to actual tangible plants. Oh, and if you're on Clubhouse, follow Kitty Meow so you can tune in to her weekly room Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's called Small Business Savvy, Insider Secrets You Need to Know. I checked it out for myself last week, and it was just the dose of inspiration and confidence my day needed. So get those good vibes going at kittymeowboutique.com and tell them Sarah sent you. Thank you so much again, Bob. I don't know about you, but I'm definitely getting a clear sense of what awaits when I return to Atlanta or Las Vegas. Now, because these are not the only major gift shows, I am reaching out to others and will be featuring their insights in upcoming episodes. And finally, thank you so much for tuning in. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to Stay in the Loop. I started making a list of people who I wanted to interview, and it got really long, really fast. So the plan is to keep posting episodes every week or so. I do want to hear from you, though. You can leave me a voice message to potentially be included in an upcoming episode through my Anchor page, or drop me an email telling me why you should be my next guest. Thank you so much again, and please stay well.